Witchy and Weird. Today I'm joined by Ren, the sex oracle. Ren is a full-time mystic creator and Akashic Records reader, technomage, and guide. Ren offers life-altering oracular insight and her clients often experience immediate transformation and or transformative experiences after readings. Ren loves connecting with the eternally curious, the seekers, visionaries, change makers and those wanting to create a deeper relationship and awareness within the spiritual realm hi <laughs> hi i'm so excited to be here thank you <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to bring you on i there's like certain um things that i that i in my mind i'm like oh it'd be cool to you know bring on an astrologer and this and like akashic records is one of them so i'm glad to like have you on here yeah. um and yeah, so, and you also do digital spells too. So we're going to cover a bit of both of those because I think that the witchy and weird community, I feel like a lot of them already have digital spells from you, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's such a cool concept. So let's like start with that, like digital spells. What are they like? If somebody has never heard of them, what would you describe it as? At least how you do it. Um. Okay, so I would describe it as kind of like, how do I want to phrase this? Um, almost like a living vision board of sorts. A, a lot of times at this point, how I work with digital spells is through uh, my holographic Akashic readings. So we open up the records um, based on whatever someone wants a digital spell for. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of, you know, um, ask your MTLOs, your masters, teachers, loved ones, um, kind of how best to utilize, um, I don't know, like the images, the archetypes, the mm -hmm. feelings um, that it takes to kind of embody what it is that you want to bring into your life. Um, and then kind of behind that framework is me on this end where I work with a lot of planetary hours, um, a lot of kind of the um, images that I use would be the same things I would use in kind of rituals. It's almost like an online ritual. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot about, you know, the idea of when people wouldn't want their pictures taken because they felt mm -hmm. it would capture kind of like the soul of them. I think there is like a truth to that almost um, where maybe it's not so, I think it does almost kind of like catch the essence. So you're kind of combining that, but it's also how um, kind of symbols speak to our subconscious kind of mind. Like it's able to penetrate almost that like conscious barrier and speak directly to, um, I don't know, the parts of us that are like super magnetic because, you know, what's the phrase or the a little piece of information where it's like, I think we only use like 10% of our brain. Or oh, something yeah. Like that. So there's like so much that is happening behind the scenes. And for me, um, and what I've experienced, and a lot of my clients have experienced is like, digital spells kind of speak directly to that. Um, I hope that kind of answers. Yeah. The question. yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's like a mix of like, 
ritual energy like subconscious like iconography I like I like all this stuff that you're like it's very you could tell like I've seen them they're like they look very deep like I'm always like drawn to certain elements and I'm sure that's for (laughs) for a reason but yeah so like how did you how did you get into digital spells um let's see I think we were talking about this before we started recording about um holisticism the north node and I think it was there that they were kind of bringing up the idea of digital spells, but they were more so kind of like phrases. Um, And I kind of, there was an episode of their um, podcast, The 12th House, where they interviewed Michael from Old Ways. And he was talking about digital clearing and like digital kind of alters like your digital, how important it is to like clear things like your phone, because, Mm. you know, we're constantly holding on. There's so much information. And honestly, like if you think of, you know, spirit so often communicates through technology, like how often do you see lights flicker or like your computer suddenly turns on like that is there there's so much metal and yeah. I think there's even like a crystal in our phone like yeah. glass like all those things have their own kind of like frequency and that's how spirit energy can kind of like move really quickly and get your attention um mm-hmm. I kind of forget where I was lost <laughs> my thread there but yeah it's that's I kind of like combined all those things um I was doing a lot of rituals at the time and I kind of took the idea and was like how can I kind of go deeper with all of what's being said here? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that, like, um, I like that idea. And I think, like, we spend, the reason why I like the digital spells and I see them is, like, we spend so much time on our phone looking at our phone, too, that it's, like, that idea of, like you said, penetrating the subconscious, where it's, like, you could create a spell that's, like, your phone background, and every time it's like subconsciously like speaking to you and running that for you, it like, it feels kind of like a life hack, <laughs> like yeah, a way absolutely. to make your life easier without putting so much like consistent, like, cause other time, like, I feel like other like in-person spells, it's like you spend a lot of time and sometimes you have to redo them or revisit them and things like that. And like with the digital spell, like having somebody else do it, obviously like you, <laughs> but like with the digital spells, like it's your and I just look at it over and over again and that like reinforces it. Right. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, that's how good spell work works is constantly giving your time and attention and energy into it helps power it. Um, so it's especially like if it's something on your phone background, it is a way to anchor yourself. Like how many times a day do you pick up your phone? Like, I I don't want to know personally how many times a day I pick up my phone, but like every time, like, even if you're, I don't know, sometimes I do consciously notice that there's a spell and I'm like, oh yeah, how can I tap in? Am I in alignment with what I'm trying to bring in? And so many other times, like, it's just, again, kind of bleeding into the subconscious where it's still like, um, yeah, anchoring you into that spell work. Um, so it's, yeah, I love what you just said. Yeah. So what would you recommend for people who like, maybe they want to like get into like digital spell craft? Like, is there mm-hmm. like, if you're a beginner, I don't know, like maybe if they want to like learn more about it or make their own version or, you know, like yeah. something like that, what would you say? Absolutely. I say like, 
go with, again, it's like anyone can create like a vision board, a mood board. Um, it, my biggest recommendation would be, I'm also a generator in human design. So like for me, like I have to feel it in my body. Like I know a spell is ready when I get this certain feeling in my body. Like, I feel like it should invoke a certain, like the same kind of feeling you're looking for. And maybe like you get that through colors. I work with color a lot because I feel like color is very powerful. Um, but also symbols. It's why people use um, like sigils, like and whatever, find what is most like kind of powerful to you and use that like images that make you excited or feel how you want to be feeling based on the spell you're trying to create. Um, I think there are so many like resources. Um, some people, I don't know, like, I don't know why this just came into my mind. Like I'm thinking of like maybe a Taurus or someone who would like really like the like analog way of like collaging because it's like very like physical mm -hmm. and you need to take more time. And then, you know, like find what works for you. Um, sometimes I think I have clients that, um, you know, their, their spirits, their guides have me do um, ones that have a lot of kind of images to them. And then uh, one that like has very little because them as a person, sometimes less is so much more like, mm -hmm they can invoke the feeling of more with like just one thing. Um, that's a rare case, but again, like find what works for you. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong necessarily way to do it. Like experiment with, um, I don't know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like, I just keep hearing like, I guess there's like two ways that people might go about it is like thinking about what are common like sigils or like I guess well-known ritualistic like items but like also the other side like to simplify it is to just do like you said like what things are you naturally drawn to what stuff do you naturally like like it doesn't need to like you don't need to like look up like if I'm into like bees or something and then I look up like what is the spiritual meaning of bees and it's like you don't need to do that like if you like bees and you vibe with bees like put put it in there like don't worry so much about what it means because I think that's kind of what I see like my, at least for me I'd probably get like I'm like Mars Virgo so I'm like I need to know exactly what everything means <laughs> but like yeah so yeah I definitely think if it comes into your mind um I think so many times we already know what something means because like again yeah. there's so much power and like there's so much just like I want to use the word like primal, but like innate knowing about what something means archetypally mm. for us, that it just comes into our mind and we look it up and it was already on the thread that we were already going. Mm. Um, and I think it's also like one of those things where spirit is kind of like stepping in and being like, you should add this because it's, it's like a, like a tacit, almost like communication. Like there's so much happening that like, I feel like we can't even like consciously kind of process um, another thing I would definitely recommend is using spoken word over your spells, like speak it into existence, come up with either a, like a mantra, a phrase or something, and like speak it into the image. Like you can even type it on there and make it like nearly invisible. Mm -hmm. You can 
I, I think the it's almost like praying over something or, you know, we were talking about this earlier with like, um, I think personally, some of the most powerful um, kind of mediumship experiences I've had are like with mentors who do like a prayer and like a whole like opening thing because someone's blessing you, like praying over you. And it, I feel like our, our words are, it's, what is that word? Abracadabra, like what I create, I speak or however it goes, like the, there is so much truth to that. Um, so I would definitely recommend like speaking to yeah. the, the spell, the image, um, and even like putting it on there in some way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way too. Like when there's like a whole big, like opening, like five or 10 minutes to get me into the mood or like something said that definitely helps. And speaking it out loud, I know it seems like corny, but it's so true. Like even when I do journaling, I try and like read, read it back out loud. And it's like, you can tell like where it feels in your body when you're like saying like a a scary thing out loud and stuff. So there's power in that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also find that, uh, how do I want to say this? I think so many witches, especially young baby witches, psychics, um, people in general, um, speaking things out loud, it feels corny, it feels uncomfortable because we we really have blocked throat chakras, like throat, like there's a lot of like blockages there. Um, I noticed huge shifts in my personal magic my personal life when I started reading to my spirits like my altar out loud in the morning and I felt so fucking weird doing it um but they asked me to read things out loud and it's helped me so much with I know like it sounds weird but like speaking things out will help like dislodge certain energetic blocks yeah in your not only in your body but like in your magic like at least speaking from the eye like it was such a big shift yeah that makes sense because it's like we set a precedent over time to to not say what's on our mind to not express ourselves so it's like it gets stuck there Mm -hmm. and we're not used to it and so yeah it feels weird when you do it because you're like I don't normally say this out loud like to anyone ever and then now you're getting like it's a way to like reclaim your power like my voice is important my voice can take up space like and it does clear up stuff yeah like I'm when I'm reading like I have like a really intense journaling session and I read it back I'm like crying like it makes me cry when I like read it I'm like and this happened to me like and I'm like oh shoot like it's hard even for me to acknowledge like hearing that word out loud you know like yeah so it's really yeah absolutely um and I also think like, I don't know, it's a, it's, I don't know, it's just such a powerful, like, I love what you were just saying about the journaling, um, but it's also like hearing yourself admit what it is you really want. Mm, it's like, yeah. if we can't get into the energy of admitting and hearing what it is we want, it's like, sometimes it feels fucking scary just to write out what it is you really want and you find yourself again speaking from the eye I would find myself like going to write something and I'm like oh that's that's too much like uh like because there's the fear of not getting what you want and then there's the fear of actually getting what you want Mm -hmm. and I think when we actually hear ourselves we, we can kind of step into the energy for maybe like a fraction of a second 
And it's like, oh shit, like if I called that in right this second, I wouldn't be fucking ready for it. Like, yeah. am I really ready for what I say I want? Because with what you want comes a responsibility for that thing and you have to start showing up. So like, I think speaking it out loud, it's, I don't know, like kind of like dipping your toe into it. And you're like, if it feels again, I'm such a generator. Like if it feels like you're exciting and lights you up, like that is such a green light. And if there's like this, like weird kind of like yellow light, slow down energy, there's some like digging to do around it. It's like, what am I hesitating? Because that's going to be an energetic block. Yeah. How I see it. Yeah, I'm a manifesting generator, so I work okay. the same way. <laughs> like, like that's kind of how I tap in. I'm like, okay, now this feels weird. That means that there's resistance, there's growth here. Like mm-hmm. I need to follow this and so you know, like work into it and stuff. But yeah, it's true. I I love that. I love that we're we're addressing this because I think that that like you said, it's gonna make your spell work stronger. Like regardless if it's digital spell work or not. Like even when I write spells like I will say I know a lot of you know people do that there's a lot of instruction around witchcraft to like say your spells out loud like even like three times if you follow the rule of three and stuff but like yeah that that for me too like I will say it out loud and like I'm like the emotion comes more when I'm saying it out loud because we I would um something I talk to like people a lot especially as a psychic is like love life and stuff and I feel like that one is where I see it the most common, like people, they, they want to be with somebody, but they're afraid to like speak it out loud to tell that person what they want. It's very similar type of energy. Like if I can't tell that person that I want to be with them, then how are they going to know that I want to be with them? And it's similar. Like if I can't tell my guides, the universe, my ancestors that I want this thing, then like, how do they know that I want this thing? You know, so it's, it's very similar. Like, uh, like I, I keep being reminded of that. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Like yes. that definitely like comes through a lot. And like, I, as like a kid, I got past that. I was like, this is stupid. I'm just going to tell all the boys that I like them. <laughs> and like, even when I started liking girls, it was just, it was a mess. Like it never worked out, but like, <laughs> I felt better. Cause I was like, I don't have to waste the rest of the semester pining over you and wondering if when you look at me it means something more (laughs) I just know that you don't like me it's okay Um, but yeah I think that that, (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is like scary for a lot of people so I think like this is like a good practice like speaking it out loud when you make your digital spell when you do any spell work like speaking it out loud is good practice to get us used to that kind of stuff yeah and I love what you said about the emotion because like you know, emotion is, there's that saying emotion is energy in motion. And I think of like emotion energy, like that is the fuel for your spell. Like that is the gas, like you want to create that. Like, and if you have to, I also like think of like tears as like resonance. Like when you were talking about like, I don't know, like rereading things in your journal, like, I don't know, sometimes when I'm like saying prayers or something, like the first couple of times I'm like crying through it. And then it becomes like the more you kind of do it, it becomes like, I don't know, like the word euphoric is kind of coming to mind, which sounds kind of dramatic, but that's like, <laughs> the, I feel like kind of the state you want to kind of like get to, because that is like, I don't know, like premium gas. Like yeah. if you can kind of like get into that and I don't know. No, yeah. I, I get that. 
like I under I never I don't follow the rule of three but I never understood why it was like free time so I would like try like reading it just I'm like well people say do it and like the first few times like my voice would be like really shaky and not like sure of itself like that's definitely something that happens to me and I'm like nervous so I would just keep saying it out loud over and over until like my voice was over that part and it was like no this is what I want like I feel like my full energy is behind this now and it's not like well it would be nice if I got this you know like it's like no this is it so I totally get what you're saying that it's like when you start to feel the shift in your energy behind it of like oh I said this aloud like four times and I've like stated like I'm going to keep saying it because I'm committing to this and now my energy is shifting around that Exactly. Yeah. Like saying it, speaking it from your chest is like, (laughs) I think of it as like, you got to say it with your chest, but I think of it as like, it's almost like, oh God, this sounds corny, but this is what's coming to mind. Like a, like a heart kind of like hologram, like you're projecting what you're saying, like out into the world. And if that's like your spell and you know what it is that you're trying to bring in, like that is like, I don't know, one step closer to you I don't know, being able to actually grab it and it's like a tangible thing and not just a hologram, but you know, even if it's just the hologram, you can still see what goes like on the walls, what's decorating the space. And like, you can, I don't know, feel it. And then it's that much closer to actually being there. I like that metaphor that it's like a hologram, like a framework, like this is gonna be here, but I'm like holding space for it. Like I'm creating it. I like that. I'm gonna use that. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Akashic Records. Um, that, like, okay, so let's maybe do, like, for people who don't know what the Akashic Records are, I, I've i heard, like, many different things about what they are, too. And, like, you know, this is your perspective, how you work with the Akashic Records. But, like, what would you describe the Akashic Records to somebody who's, like, what is that? Who Who's the records? Like, what are they? Okay, so how I kind of see them, I see it as like, well, according to like the Akashic records themselves, from what Mm -hmm. I understand, it's like a whole other dimension. It's like a multitude of timelines. It, you know, holds the, I don't know, endless kind of like possibilities, like the many threads of fate Mm -hmm. um, that are, I don't know, that ever have been, will be, are here and now for us. Or like, there's no time there. Time doesn't exist. So it's just... Mm -hmm endless um I always think of it as like threads um and it's almost like if you I don't know like if you were to make a certain decision like say I didn't make green tea I made black tea like it something that small could maybe like shift I don't know everything like almost like kind of like butterfly effect maybe um they can see the big picture of things. Um, so it's, I don't know, everything has an Akashic record, like people, yeah. plants, animals, uh, I don't know, this computer. Uh, so they're kind of tapping into almost like, I don't know, I think of like a history book or like the many pages or where it's kind of hard to put it into words sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, like, So when we approach the Akashic records, we are meeting with like your MTLOs, which are your masters, teachers, loved ones, spirits, other things can come through. I think it really depends on who's giving you your reading um, or who's showing up for you really. But they go into the Akashic records because it's such, it's like 
trying to get on 5G using a computer that's used to running on like Windows 97. <laughs> we're, we are Windows 97. So like if we were like, we can't, like our brains would be like bubble gum on hot pavement. Like we just like can't process like information that quickly. So they go in when we ask a question and come back with the potential of that question or you know, it really depends on, because we are humans, we make, you know, our own decisions. So they come back with answers that are available to us based on our current trajectory. And so that's why they don't really like, like, yes or no questions. It's always open-ended because it's, here's what is available to you at this time. Here are kind of the possibilities if you were to go this way or that, but we're not going to give you like, I don't know, I think people just want, and by people, I mean, I'm absolutely lumped into this group of like that certainty, like certainty makes us feel safe. And so we like show up, roll up with like, what exactly is going to happen if like I dump this person, like, am I going to be okay? I think at the end of the day, we're always looking um, to see if we're going to be okay and safe. And we can't, we can't know that (laughs) until we kind of explore it. Um, that was a very long ramble as to what the Akashic records are. So that's how I would kind of explain it. Yeah, no, I, I see it like, so the way I was taught, like I was trained as like a psychic medium and mm-hmm. that was part of what I was taught was like, we have, we as psychic mediums are, or any kind of like spirit, like, you know, energy worker, we're basically accessing the Akashic records through different people. Like we're just like information. We're like the middleman and like, whoever you like in a reading if somebody's like I want advice from my grandpa then we're gonna find out information from like the grandpa goes there and now it's filtered through the grandpa's bias as like his personality and then shared versus it's like I want this information from my guides it's like they get the information they filter it through like knowing who you're communicating with gives you that bias and then like now it's filtering through my bias, right? Like I'm trying my best to say everything and, you know, communicate everything I feel and however your intuition works. But yeah, so that's kind of like how I knew the Akashic Records, like um, when I first started. And then as I learned more, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like, I just kind of see it as like this big kind of like maze, like each person has like their own kind of like library room type Mm. of thing with like all of their books of like their past lives. And like, I always see like a big pedestal with like the one they're currently in like open. Um, But yeah, I've seen, I've seen tons of different like descriptions of it. I'm curious to know like who, like, who do you think, or who have you seen? Like, have you ever communicated with like the Lords of the Akashic Records, like the people who run the records? Yeah, so, okay, first of all, I just, I love what you said about the biases, 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 (laughs) is that how you pluralize it? Anyways, bias is so important when it comes to, um, I don't know, like, giving readings for people, because again, like, it is, like you just said, like, filtered through kind of our biases, Um, am I even saying that right? I think so, I think it's, like, (laughs) it sounds so weird, I'm like, Um, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, within the Akashic records, like you're saying, like, sometimes you're speaking to, you know, people who have incarnated on this earth. Yeah. And I think those are the ones that have a bias. Mm -hmm. 
However, there are entities, beings that you speak with that have never incarnated on Earth. Yeah. And so do they still have bias? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, feel like, it, I feel like they do, but it's like different than what we're thinking. Like the way that I've experienced it is like, if it's a past loved one, they have like their like religion, their culture, like those types of bias, right? Yeah. Like, like, I feel like if it's with a guide, it's not necessarily like a bias in that way, but it's more so like knowing how the person or being serves you and like what their goal is. So it's like, as a, as a spirit guide, they might like, sometimes the best example is like, you're not ready to know that. Like, you don't need to know that. That's like, for me, a bias. It's like, they're looking at like what I'm, what they feel I'm ready for and what they feel is most important for me. Like I get that a lot. Like, they're like, why are you asking this? this you should be asking this instead, you know? Like, so I feel like that's kind of how I see like their biases. Like, this isn't important for you. This we're focused on like knowing that they're here to help us with like our highest timeline, achieving our desires and our dreams. Like that's their bias is like, is this important for you to know? Or are you just wasting your time? Like asking questions about this guy who like made it clear that he doesn't want to be with you, you know, like, and like for like, I've worked with like aliens and stuff. It's, it's more so like, they know like way, way more than we do. And they see it from such a different perspective that it's like, we can't tell you that because you're not meant to know that. Like, that's kind of what I feel like their biases are like, they're more focused on like, what am I calling the, a deity or an alien in to work with? That's what they're looking at everything through, right? Like yeah. that intention. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not necessarily like how we see a bias where it's like, I don't believe in this like theory or this thing because I'm a human and this is my belief set, you know? Right. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're so far panned out. They can see yeah. the big picture and we are so like, we get so hyper fixated on a thing, on a person, on an identity, on a certain pathway um, and like very singular and thought about a thing. And I find like, sometimes they're like, please stop fucking asking about this. <laughs> like, I find that, I don't know, for me personally, how the dead come through by which I mean like ancestors people who have like incarnated on this earth I can always tell them because I mostly I always see their hands mm-hmm. and maybe their eyes and their hair those are usually the things I usually smell <laughs> sounds so weird but I usually smell dead people like that's how they come in for me they always come in with like a scent um when I'm talking to people's I love talking to people's like guides, <laughs> deities that they work with. Cause they're always like, they will always, not always, it really depends on the person. And I think uh, depending on how many times we've kind of like worked together, certain ones like really love to like come through and they're, I don't know, some are just so flamboyant and like dramatic <laughs> and will drag someone for a filth, but like in a hilarious way. And like others are just like, I still think it's funny, but they, they get annoyed with me. Cause I'm not like, I don't know, either like keeping up with what they want to say or like, I don't know, I butcher how they would have said it. And they're just like, sometimes they just slam the door in my face, like straight up. They're like, we don't want to talk to you anymore. And then other times it's like, I feel like when I'm talking to like the lords of the Akash, like way high up, I feel like those are the ones that are usually like dragging me off to like weird ass places, like where they're showing me like weird things. I also like sometimes see I don't know, it creeps me out, (laughs) but sometimes I see things that, like, people have only ever seen in, like, their heads, Mm. they're, like, describing a place, and they're, like, 
that's that's my meditation spot like in the spirit world like what are you doing there I'm like I don't know like this is what they're showing me like I don't so it's it's cool but it's also like I I don't know sometimes I'm like I feel like I shouldn't be here almost like not in that way but um I don't know that's what I love about working I don't know with spirits the spirit world is like it's so personal and personalized and like I don't know like um it really like hits to the bone because they know you like it doesn't make sense to me because it's not supposed to make sense to me but like I'm saying something or like even like doing something I'll be explaining something and like I don't know like touching the side of my head and they're like why why are you touching the side of your head I'm like I I don't know and they're like well it goes with the story like what you're saying I'll explain it later and I'm like okay so it's just (laughs) like so interesting um and fun with how I don't know spirits choose to like come through like present themselves and kind of like seeing how they sometimes evolve with people um or I don't know yeah I don't know where I was going with this but it's yeah that's a lot of fun and then a lot of these are like my own curious questions but like I know that guides and like people we work with like our cosmic team is kind of what I like to call them um Mm -hmm they will appear to us in like forms that we're like comfortable with and sometimes they'll change and so we think we have like a new guide but it's like we're comfortable more more comfortable with it have you like had that experience like do they appear to you in like true form all the time or is that something that you're like I don't know like I'm curious yeah it's, it's interesting I have it really depends on the one some of them I only know them by like a feeling and then other ones I I see their name in my head other ones I see like a little like I don't know like color almost like a little like spot of color um other ones I see in my dreams and then other ones like they're you know they're constantly kind of shape shifting in front of me and sometimes I'm like I don't like that form like you gotta change it (laughs) like it's weird and then other ones like the first time one of the first spirits I ever interacted with um, was the one that kind of showed me that I could speak with dead people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was this whole strange thing, but it was this little Siamese cat and his name was Swiss. It is Swiss, but he's, he's definitely evolved over time, but that's how he first came to me as this like little Siamese cat. And I was like, what are you doing here? Like, (laughs) it was like this whole strange thing. Um, And then there's other things. I think it really depends on, the nature of the spirit or entity like I said earlier like when I interact with the dead a lot of the times like I usually can tell it's a a dead person or someone who's incarnate because I can smell them and then I'll sometimes see them um if it's it's so weird because I had for so long like a big um I don't know like I keep (laughs) I always get like visuals, but like if I picked up like a little chihuahua and they like stick their little arms out because they're like trying to get like, that was me with like the idea of angels. And I was just like, it was never my thing sort of thing. And I had this, you know, wild experience um, where, and now when they come through it, it's always the same way. 
but I, I literally lose kind of like my vision. I only see one color. And so the first time it happened, all I could see was red. It scared the shit out of me. Like it, I still get scared thinking about it. The next time it happened was probably like a couple months later. And it just kept changing depending on who I was talking to, like to everything was either green or purple. Um, and they okay. come through really loudly. And, and those are usually the ones that kind of like start I don't know I've been kind of like sucked out of my body before and they're kind of like tinkering on I don't know it's like a weird strange out of body situation but I remember asking I was like because I asked their name and I was like kind of sounds like an angel like what are you doing here I was like angels aren't really my thing like I don't know why you're here and they're like oh it's your like your grandmother's prayers and my my mama my grandmother was raised by nuns and was like all about the whole <laughs> that whole thing then I was like what <laughs> like so it's just it's I don't know really fascinating how kind of I don't know spirits again choose to show themselves reveal themselves especially as you establish um your relationship over time like like anyone else um you know you're you're building intimacy you're building kind of like trust and especially with spirits like they they want you to ask questions about them and they're like people to like they're often helping us to help them evolve in the spirit world and sometimes you know we have spirits that are with us our whole life sometimes they you know evolve and move on and sometimes they evolve and come back it's it's yeah Yeah, I know like we can have spirit guides that are just for like helping us through a specific time in our life. And then we have like guides that are there the whole time. Um, okay, so man, what was my question? Um, I, oh, actually I wanted to know, was it Raphael that was working with you? Cause like his colors are like green and like purple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like worked with him for a while and yeah. Um, but for the Akashic Records, like Dang, what was my question? It was a good question too. Um, I'll ask a different question and hopefully it'll come back. Um, Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Like, so is, what's your opinion on like, is this something that anyone could do? Like, cause I know we were kind of talking about this a little bit Mm -hmm. before we recorded, like, um, the phenomena that like some people are doing it on their own without even knowing like I I love to hear you like expand more on like who's allowed to access the Akashic records like and stuff like that just because yeah. some people might need permission <laughs> yeah so I I first just want to say like again like I think we were I mean I know we were talking about this earlier <laughs> but like the Akashic like the pathway process prayer that you open the Akashic records with was channeled by Linda Howe who's a white Russian woman. Um, the Akasha is, I don't know, I want to say um, either Hindu or Indian. Mm. I don't know for sure. Um, but it's, there's definitely like um, a little bit of a discrepancy by a little bit, I mean a lot. So I want to just first say like, I am a white woman who was not certified in doing this. Like I learned, like I was telling you earlier through holisticism, the North node. Um, so I don't want to like, like how I view it personally, um, is that it's like, you know, the tarot or like any other divination. It's not quite divination though. I think of it more as like the tarot where anyone can read tarot. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, getting 
I feel like, sorry, I feel like I hear like some things and I'm, I'm trying to like tune them out. Um, no worries. It's an Indian word. I looked it up. So, okay. I mean, I, I, I knew it was that. I just, there's so many different like regions. So I don't know exactly um, where it first originated. Yeah. Um, find it. Or like the practice of reading them. Sanskrit. So, okay. It's Sanskrit. Okay. But, what was the question again? Oh, can anyone do it? I think yes. Um, there are like certain guidelines or rules, but I've even heard, you know, beings in the Akashic records kind of like negate that. Like you're not supposed to drink or do drugs like 24 to like 40 hours before you open up the records. Um, I don't follow that personally. <laughs> I also don't do either of those things a bunch, but um kind of like how it was explained to me is like they don't they don't want you going into the records when you are like same with like if you've ever gone to your tarot deck when you are just like an emotional hot mess and you're like I need an answer to this right now and you get like the cards are just like either flying everywhere or like you're not getting much of a response because it's like they don't want you to approach when you're not in a state um to receive information you probably don't want to hear like, you're not going to hear, you're not going to be ready to hear, you're not going to be in a good state. Um, so I feel like it's approaching them with respect when it comes to like, the kind of like, quote unquote, like psychic aspect. I think everyone's psychic in their own right. Yeah. Like, I think it's like something everyone has the ability to tap into. Um, I think it's really kind of like learning how you interact with the records themselves like I love what you were saying earlier about how you see the records with like all these like libraries and books and like everyone sees it differently everyone reads like things like tarot differently and has a different relationship like whoever you go to read your records and again it does have something to do with like bias like and your perspective like they're going to show me things so I can translate what they're trying to say through my lens. So how I relate to an image like a bee is going to be a little bit differently than how you relate to an image of a bee, even though we both might have like the same idea of what a bee is. But if I was like stung and allergic, my reaction in my body is going to be different to someone who maybe isn't, doesn't have bad blood with a bee. I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing, but um, so I, I think anyone can open the records. I think it's just being curious as to um, how you read the, re- there's no wrong way yeah. to read yeah. the records. Yeah. And I, I think we were talking about this earlier, like the main thing that I saw, which is kind of what you touched on is like how you're approaching it, like your intention with working, mm-hmm. with it, which is why the, like when I tap into like things like how you're talking about where those rules that people say like you can't drink or do drugs like 24 hours before any like people say for any spirit work right mm-hmm. and I think that that could be valid but like maybe for specifically that person who like divined that information maybe that was something that was needed for them but then like a lot of people share what we find when we're working in the spirit and then other people are like, okay, okay, I need to take this seriously. Like this is now a rule, right? Because like, there's like African, um, like spiritual, like religions and practices where you're supposed to drink before you communicate with your ancestors. So it's like, we just get so caught up. Like it, like you said, like as humans in the smaller stuff of like, okay, this is how it has to be. And 
because we're afraid of like doing it wrong or especially with working with spirit there's so many fears um because of society and like I've just never like I of course was like scared of like ghosts and scared of the dark as a kid but not, ever since I became a psychic I like see it differently now and I'm just like I'm not scared of any of that anymore like I yeah. I always try and tell like clients when I teach them like how to be psychic and stuff like there's never been a murder from a ghost like ghosts don't murder people like people who have bodies have the most power it's like that's where the fear like the fear is just like the unknown right and so um yeah like I was just trying to say like yeah it really depends and I think that it's most important like you said if you're going into Akashic Records for the right reasons not to just solve all your problems not to get yes and no answers that you just will fix your life easily but like understanding what it is and how it is and like the sacredness of it or like the high energy even of it like can you sustain that are you okay with that like I think that yeah but yeah going with how I was talking about like how psychic ship works it's like we are probably accessing the Akashic Records multiple times throughout our life maybe even multiple times a day I feel like um creatives that's like a very like where does this I like I wanted to paint like a goose flying with like the fucking like symbol of the moon hanging on its wings like like where do we get these ideas from <laughs> they must come from. Well, I feel like with like dreams like dream the astral realm is kind of like that's how I see kind of the Akashic world or how things are it's, it's very similar to kind of like my dream realm um but I also uh, it's it's one of those things too like I say how do I want to phrase this I think with something like the Akashic Records at least like you know using something like the pathway process prayer to Mm -hmm. access them is something anyone can approach if the information is out there Mm -hmm. and at the same time I know there is this like epidemic almost of um I don't know white people cherry picking things and whitewashing them and diluting them um to use it for what works for them and while I think everyone can approach there are so many lineages that tradition is so important and like there is a right and wrong way to do things and I I think it's important to speak to that I'm I'm like I don't know if you follow um Jessica Winston from House of Hoodoo but she speaks to this a lot of like the importance of like the rules are there in place like I know if you get like one of her candles like follow the rules or it's not gonna like work it's not gonna um yeah there I think there are spaces places lineages that are definitely supposed to be respected and adhered to with something like the pathway process prayer that's like just out in the open I think of it kind of as like tarot your personal tarot practice and and stuff like that if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like, I like that. It's like being aware of like what is still culturally and historically existing and understanding that and how you're interacting with that, even though you have the ability to access, you know, spiritual, astral knowledge and stuff, like understanding how you want to do that and what is appropriate for you and things like that. I like that. Yeah, because yeah, like a lot of the time I always get in these philosophical conversations with myself where I'm like, yes, these like, let's let's say for like, okay, the Akasha was like first written about in Sanskrit. So like, I'm not part of that culture. 
like, is it okay for me to do it? But it's like, it's the Kasha exists, whether or not I'm a part of that at culture. So like, I just because like they the like Sanskrit was the first one to like write about it doesn't mean that they're like the only ones who use it and then we find that when we see and we look across like other ancient cultures and stuff like they're doing very similar things so I think yeah it's really important to recognize like your relationship to things like like ancestrally culturally and then like deciding what you want how you want to approach it what you want to do with it like do you want to get certified do you want to just right use the prayer do you does your culture have a specific way that they do it you know like I really like that yeah I always forget like because I'm in a practice of like doing that respect part I always forget to like talk about it sometimes I'm like yeah I already kind of like in my head like asked if it was okay like I asked spirit if it was okay like (laughs) but yeah like that's like an easy way too like well sometimes our bias can get in the way for that I'm not gonna say or like egos where you yeah. you want to be ready even if you're I've heard some like crazy speaking of like voodoo and stuff it's like I've heard some crazy stuff where like white people are like yeah this voodoo god said it was okay and then like all this shitty stuff happens in their life I'm like that's just your personal bias saying it's yeah like, yeah. yeah it's very much like a closed lineage and I'm yeah <laughs> yeah no okay so I want to know like what is like your favorite like Akashic Records like stories I know you can't share like everybody's like personal Mm -hmm. things and stuff but like you're talking some about like some stuff you're like this happened and I was like wild for me it was scary for me like (sighs) there's so many that like come through like um I definitely have some clients that like I feel like before we even like get to get like I feel like they're like their spirits like come in like they're ready to like talk um I'm trying to think so many good ones there's it's always for me like the visuals that they give or I don't know I'm trying to think of I don't know kind of like the craziest one they all seem the the weird thing too is I guess it's not that weird because you do kind of like get in a trance it's like I remember so much and I remember everything and nothing at all at the same time. Like there's so many times that people are like, oh yeah, you said this and this happened. I'm like, it's kind of like ringing a bell, but not at all at the same time. Or like, it's kind of like how we have so many dreams, but mm-hmm. you don't remember them all unless they were like really crazy. I've definitely had some like crazy ones, but nothing is like really jumping out at me right now, at least in like the way of like Akashic records. I think like, at this point, like nothing I've done when I'm like doing readings has really been um, like scary or anything. It's always for me when like the dead come into my space when I'm sleeping and I'm in that like an in-between kind of space is how I think of it. Um, that's that's the stuff that's always like really drawing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's usually someone who's really trying to get my attention and then it's just it's it's yeah uncomfortable it's for like other people not for you huh? like they're trying to reach you to speak to other people or is it like they're reaching you to speak to you just sometimes they don't do a lot of the the I'm thinking of two occasions one actually happened the other night um I was staying at this like weird hotel that's like very old and like definitely haunted and I was like, could not sleep in there, was like uncomfortable, finally fell asleep for like the last like hour in the morning. And I like had this like really fucked up dream. And 
like I, I won't even go into it like some of my dreams are just <laughs> horrific um but it had to do with a, like a small like little boy and next thing I know I'm in like I call them in between states where it's kind of like you know when you have a dream and you are almost awake but you can kind of slip back into the dream and you have that like point where you can choose choose your own adventure go back in the dream or wake up it's kind of in that space and I could hear this little boy come up and and be like like in my ear like trying to get my attention and then he went like like ran his hand up and down my body and in that state I was like do not touch me and then I like shot up out of my sleep and I could just feel him like next to me and I was like you have to go like it's just like that kind of stuff is like very jarring to me the Akashic Records it's always maybe it's because I'm more awake or like lucid where like I expect them to kind of like play with my or like share feelings so that I can like express things um the only one that I can really think of is like sometimes I see things where <laughs> it's it's more so like me like very like human like I know what they want to talk about and I'm like I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be the messenger oh. sort of thing where it's like how can I like I know what needs to be said and and like the graphics are kind of getting like turned up more and I'm like I don't yeah I've had that a lot too it's really yeah. hard like they'll even say like they're not going to get this or like they're not going to take this the best way but like this is what they and I'm like fuck like <laughs> yeah that's when you're like doing like the pacing around and you're like okay I, I get what you're saying you can like stop I need to like translate it and like yeah. uh, a more like neutral but effective to get what you're saying uh, so yeah mm. what about like is there been like any like really cool stuff like cool visual stuff like have people's guides been like really sick looking oh there's this one there's so many like there's so many cool I can't wait to be a spirit again because like the outfits are so like how they choose to present themselves like especially some of them are so fucking flamboyant and like over the top um there one I always think about is um they, they kept showing like coming into a party and, and the client was the one hosting the party and it was like um kind of like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Sathura but it's kind of like Jumanji but like in space and there's like a house floating it's kind of like it was kind of like that like a house was like floating and people were walking up to the doorway and then they would unzip their skin like their body would just unzip and then it would like fall to the ground so like how people have like shoes outside of their door yeah. it would be like all these like skins of like these people and then once they walked the door everyone was like I don't know I don't like these like creatures and like these like spirits I guess like I don't even know how to explain them and but the client was just like still in her normal skin suit but she was the one like serving all the like cocktails it was so I think of that one a lot so it's like awesome. there's somebody where I'm like how can I like recreate this like <laughs> I don't know so I cool. actually that's funny I've done that before I have like a ritual I do with people that's similar to that like I I call it like reveal your energy like where you like take off your Ooh. skin suit and then I you love like, your energy I like I saw that in a vision like with my like that's how my energy like spoke to me like it like feel and even energetically like I always like shake off like on my shoulder it feels like I'm like getting out of like stepping out of my skin that's so awesome what about you have you ever what's what's your coolest (sighs) my coolest one I don't know like not everybody I work with asks about like seeing their guides and stuff Mm -hmm. but 
I I see like a lot like I get jealous sometimes like people's like spirit team like I can see like their guys that kind of like standing in front of me and like a lot of them will have like like they have like cool like lions or like tigers there's like fairies a lot that come up people's I always vibe with like people's protector guides I feel like they always look really cool like because they either look like very fierce or like very intimidating like they're usually like super tall like made out of like stone or something like their energy too it comes off as like they're like you could tell like what people feel is necessary for protection based off of like how their energy of the guide comes through where it's like really like some people it's like really domineering like to try and be scary and some people it's just like my favorite I feel like mine is probably like that is like silent in the corner and like if you see them then you're like oh shit like what is that (laughs) um but yeah like I think yeah and like working with aliens I feel like that has been like seeing them like I for me they stand next to me and like they like touch my shoulder and like I it just feels like huge like tall but it's like (laughs) I know they're not tall it's like how their energy feels and like their skin is like not like human it's like very like um at least for one of them I worked with it's like very textured and like like purplish like pinkish like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like I feel like yeah I can't think of anybody's like guides I'm like this is really cool I know one of mine is like a giant frog in a loincloth uh, (laughs) which is pretty sick to me but like (laughs) I love that yeah I mean the coolest thing that I would say like which is kind of scary is like I worked with a demon once and that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um it scared me at first because like I was doing like a hex for somebody like they asked me to do it um for this really terrible person and um like I I had I don't really see spirits or beings like with my eyes like I see it like in my mind's eye mm-hmm. and I saw like this shadow figure like next to me and like I knew it was, I knew, I didn't know, like, at first I was like, whoa, I've never, you know, like, I usually don't see that. Um, usually I'll get, like, glimpses really quick. I'm like, oh, there's somebody there. Like, I'll kind of, like, my my regular eye will give me, like, oh, pay attention over here. But this was kind of, like, I saw, like, a full thing. And then they were standing really close to me. So I was like, yeah. what the heck? Um, and, like, the way that I was doing the spells, like, I had this in my old apartment, this hallway, and I put, like, this tray with, like, the candle and all that stuff. And I specifically was saying like I want to open the underworld and put you know have this person like go (laughs) to the underworld like because I felt like that's where like the power need to be like drawn from um and then that's why I was like whoa and then the demon came and I was like immediately scared but then like it was only for like a millisecond and then I realized like it's not threatening like I picked up energetically and they're like I'm gonna help you with this and then like I just took an elevator down to the underworld like it was so sick like I hadn't I've like visioned like I feel like I've pe- like peered into what the underworld would look like before but this time it was like you're you're literally like descending down into it like in like a fancy elevator and then I was there and then I could like I was like I felt like I grounded in the underworld instead of like in the earth mm-hmm. and I finished the spell there and that was pretty sick but like yeah I think they kind of like went away because I got like it kind of sucks like when we get immediately scared I feel like spirits like okay I'll back off and then you're like no no I was just immediately yeah. scared like please come back like no <laughs> yeah it's well it always I don't know especially if you're not expecting it I think it's because it's always unexpected whenever it's in a space where I'm like 
expecting it I'm like okay cool like I don't yeah. I don't know I can kind of like because then it's more like conscious and more of like a dialogue instead of like it's even like if a person just like is all of a sudden next to you like when someone's like a really quiet walker almost and then they're just like <laughs> next to you exactly or like a cat and you like turn your head and it's just like a face right there and you're like what the fuck like yeah I yeah I think that has kind of like I think most of my like fantastical stuff is like just in visions like I don't know if you're similar like doing meditating it's like you're here for a second you're here for like I I totally resonate with what you're saying like sometimes it's hard to speak quickly to describe all the things that are happening like whenever I'm doing spirit work it's like for a split second I see this full vision with like all these things and colors and then I like have to like describe it and in the time that I'm like describing it it's like other stuff is already happening Mm -hmm. and like it like I'm like whoa whoa, pause like slow down this is like too quickly for me and then you kind of like lose that connection um because you were like in that cool like train of thought so like yeah I'm being transported to like crazy stuff like that's that's kind of like more fun for me I feel like yeah I always love the visuals I can like keep up with visuals for me it's I always hear like such good phrases and like words that that they come through but I'm like I can't like sometimes I start like I feel like I'm like glitching I'm like like a skipping record because I'm like trying to like keep up with what they're saying but like I know it needs to be said but it's like not coming out of my mouth um but it's also like working with spirits is just like working with like people like there's some clients I have that it's like so quick I can keep up like with their guides like we just have like a good report and then other ones I think it usually honestly depends with how open the person is Mm -hmm. um and sometimes the the feedback is like a little more sluggish or like they're not being so like Mm -hmm. I don't know quick with what they want to reveal or show and sometimes it takes towards like middle to the end where I can kind of like get into a flow but it's kind of like sometimes I come up and you're not gonna like vibe with everyone and everyone's like teams um sometimes I like come up and they're like what are you who are you like what are you doing here like especially I find it's usually with my clients who um are a little bit more like walled off and and have a harder time trusting people in general that I feel like they have a hard time kind of like opening up energetic doors um if that makes sense yeah yeah that's something I kind of learned that like I'm like employing now is just like explicitly asking for that permission like do I have your permission to tap into your energy to like do like to even just have them say like I'm open to having because you know like sometimes like even though they say it, they might not like like right. you said, the walls might still be there but it does give like a barrier it's like mm-hmm. a spirit like the permission is there <laughs> like yeah um but yeah that totally makes sense yeah it's it's so like interesting <laughs> like all the stuff that happens working in the spirit world like yeah I, my what actually one of my favorites is like it's not so much spirit world but it's like I do like visualization with people um so they can visualize what does my confidence look like like what yeah. does this look like and the stuff that comes through I feel like it's similar to like that party that you were talking about it's like oh like my confidence is like this sassy person and they're like dressed like in this sparkly outfit and they can fly for some reason like all this kind of stuff and like that's my favorite is like seeing people like start to see their own energy like helping people see that part of them and like 
that's usually I I get readings like that I'm sure you get like people's energy like when I first I did like um practice Akashic readings with people and like when I open it the first thing I see is like like flashing images of like their energy like I'll, I'll get like warm and like beach and like like different like colors or like this food or this thing and then I'm like that's kind of what their energy or maybe like the space right mm. where their Kaushik room is or whatever but like that's cool to me too like to immediately know like all these things about them through their energy <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting I like how you I don't know for you it's like describing their energy um I've never thought of it like that like I always see things when I start opening the records, which I generally share right after. Um, sometimes it's like very like practical things um, that they like, for, for instance, I had one where I was like, they keep showing like a car with like electrical problems and an oil change. And it's <laughs> like, I've been needing to get an oil change. I'm like, well, you should probably do that because they're like really pressing that immediately. Um, and then other times it's like, I see things that end up being kind of like the theme or the motif of the entire yeah. thing, like a common thread that they kind of like weave as like um, almost like an anchor or like a, like a certain like like benchmark or something, if that makes sense, like yeah. come back to or like as like the main kind of like metaphor that they build off of. Um, and other times it's just, I don't know, ancestors that like want to share something or something that's relative for them. Um, but yeah. 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 Like I remember when we had our reading, you were like, immediately you're like, Labradorite, like, like calling out like different things. I'm like, I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> but like, yeah, I feel like some stuff when it comes to like that, it's like working with it, I feel like is always good because it's like, it's if it's part of your energy, it's going to like amplify that. Right. Like, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. There's been like pretty cool. Like my favorite, I guess what's coming to mind is like, um, my favorite thing is working with ancestors because I don't know, like, I just feel the emotions much more strong. Like, um, the Claire for like, what is it? Claire sentience. It's mm. like, that is really strong for me when I'm doing readings and stuff. So it's like with the ancestors, it's like a flood, like, like it just comes through. And like, that is so hard to describe but that feeling I'm like they just fucking love and support you like mm. with every single fiber of like energy in the universe like how do I describe this like it's so right. like intense and like I've had like some people like and I do it and their ancestors come through and like they like want to like literally hold them in like a circle like I see all their ancestors like around them and their guides like around them like supporting them like and they are like chanting and like it, it was one that I did with somebody like they're chanting and like the person was in the center and they were just like he sending like healing energies and like supporting and love like that kind of stuff is always wild to me like like translating those feelings those energies yeah. is like like that feels very sacred and special like I get to feel how your lineage feels about you like that's like how you were saying like it feels weird to know these vulnerable like intimate things about people but it's like so special to like see that yeah it, it really is like such a privilege and I think that's I don't know like you were saying like um I feel like that does happen the most with 
ancestors or people who have embodied on earth before because they know yeah. how to make a feeling yeah um and and share a feeling like anytime that I feel like I'm talking to people that have been embodied in a body before they speak more so with feeling it also comes up um when I'm doing past life readings mm-hmm. um I find myself in people's bodies almost mm-hmm. to explain what's happening those are always really difficult um because a lot of people's it's usually at the end of their life that I'm like kind of like revisiting or like really traumatic like imprints or there's like things where I can see things happening that I don't even want to voice Mm -hmm. and it's like and then sometimes I feel like it's like my voice will change like it's it's not even my voice like speaking and then like I had one um where it wasn't even a past life one, actually. It was a past life within this life, but it, I smelled smoke. Like I was like, is my house on fire? And then it felt like I was choking on smoke. Like I was coughing. I could taste like soot. I was like explaining all that. And she was like, oh, our, we had a horrible house fire when I was really little. And so sometimes it's like your, your body is like honestly reliving um certain experiences and it's it's I don't know it's really cool um and weird at the same time like I don't know embodying other people's emotions yeah. or experiences yeah and then like you were saying trying to put that into <laughs> yeah. word. it's like how do you how do you you can just I don't know there's like describing what happiness is like you can it's so obvious but like when it comes to putting words to it the, the word doesn't do it enough which leaping back to digital spells which is why I think it's so important to fuse like the the emotion with like the word because it's like you're covering both both sides of like yeah I don't know I don't it's hard so. yeah I feel like that's why a lot of people who are psychic are creative because it's like we're surrounding ourselves with examples Mm. Uh, like the more I like I like reading fantasy like playing video game like doing stuff like that's like the, watching movies the more I see like examples that help to give me like metaphors or like words or description right, right. does that a lot like like yeah, movies are always huge I feel like yeah movies and songs come through a lot for people in their readings because it's like you know what that feeling is when you listen to the song so that here's the song you know like yep like a song came through for mine in our reading that was pretty funny but yeah um <laughs> the songs that come through in people's readings I'm always like I'm like, like it's always like funny to me because I'm like why do you even like it I know why they know the song but it just seems like I don't know it's like your great 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 grandmother knowing like I don't know whatever like I don't know some like deep cut like hardcore like rap song or something you're like why do you know this like but it like resonates and it's like they're like oh my god that song it's like yeah I don't know yeah yeah it's pretty funny um okay so I feel like we could just go on forever talking about this but uh, (laughs) but this has been really awesome thank you for coming on and sharing like your perspective about the Akashic Records and like teaching us about digital spells like how to make our own if we wanted to um and is there like any way that we can like where can we find you on the internet where can people work with you 
Yeah, so I'm uh, Sex Oracle on Instagram. So it's just S-E-X and then Oracle. Um, you can find all my links to schedule bookings, readings, digital spells, learn more. Um, my website is sexoracle.com, but there's two X's after sex. The other one was taken. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm always on the internet. I love connecting with people. And yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I would recommend, you know, like I want to get a digital spell from you, but I've done the Akashic readings. I would recommend it. Like if you're looking for more clarity, Ren has like tons of different readings for different things. So you'll find what you need. Um, And yeah, we'll put everything in the show notes and yeah, until next time, everyone. Bye. Thank you. If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash witchyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!